0: So you were saying the chickens have changed their pecking order now?
1: Yeah. um, It seems like Sugar is no longer at the top, but Mm. not like she fell or anything. It it just seems like chocolate's at the top now. And she she just, I, I don't know, it just seems like she doesn't really care. And Sugar's starting to have a little bit more care in her because, like, I walked over there... With grass and clover and whatnot in my hands. And I don't like just throwing it into the cage. I like mm-hmm. feeding it to them. Um, and so I was standing on the outside just feeding it to them for a bit um, through the cage. And uh, chocolate came running up, super excited. No fear. You know, sugar took a, a little bit, realized that chocolate was eating, and then came over. And the rest of them, like they always do, just like, what? What are we? what's over there? What do you have? Is mm-hmm. it more important to eat that? Or should I stay away? And then they eventually all ended up over there. And I kept trying to, like, avoid giving it to the ducks because the ducks steal everything in ridiculous amounts. Mm -hmm. So I can't, if I'm doing that, it's not fun to, like, that's part of the reason why I like hand-feeding them because they'll follow me along the gate and the ducks won't. So while I was doing that, um, Kita was trying to, you know, barge her way in and I moved it away. And so she started getting frustrated and started trying to attack the the chickens because Mm -hmm. she was mad. And so she started biting at, you know, Pepper is clearly at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, there's no questions about it. The she's the first person. She's the loudest. They're all loud. All of the crazy ones are loud.
0: (laughs) She's, but no, I've been out there like several times, and she's the loudest.
1: Okay, (laughs) but um, so they, but she's she's at the bottom. Um, she's just always the first one that all of them attack if they're mad or like Mm -hmm. trying to get somewhere and she's in the way so she's clearly at the bottom and then it's salt and then um and then Hershey and then the other two are just they're they're back and forth like sugar and 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 chocolate are just they're both at the top when it comes to the group but mm-hmm. I think for the either this day week month whatever it is <laughs> chocolate is higher than sugar because uh nobody like literally Kita tried to bite chocolate and chocolate did not budge she didn't flinch. she didn't make any noise she just kept on doing what she was doing so then Kita just kind of sat there for a second realized she didn't do anything so she moved on (laughs) and went to go get another one of them so i thought that was funny and you know so it's just it's it's obvious that they're they're changing you know growing evolving whatever um they're you know their pecking order is just it's Mm -hmm. it's malleable (laughs) but north got you know he you know as he does got mad so i took him out because i was tired of it I, I don't know they ate all of what I had in my hand I got them like two more handfuls and then went into the cage and then sat in there and same thing sat down and immediately chocolate came running up super excited eating out of my hands letting me pet her and the sugar was actually hesitant she came over started eating but wouldn't let me touch her. Hmm. So I was like, yeah, no, I can see it, though. There hasn't been, I mean, I, I'm out there, when I'm out there for the garden, I'm around the chickens a lot more. When wintertime comes around, I just don't like being outside. Yeah. And so I'm never over there. I'm never checking on them, never doing anything with them, you know, never giving them anything. I just, it's hard to want to be out there when it's that cold. <laughs> so now that it's, you know, so it's it's just, yeah, it's just, it's hard to be out there. And now that it's, you know, warming up and, you know, everybody is saying that it's, you know, one of the false springs and there's gonna still be another cold snap and da 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 and all the things they normally say. But the way that we built the beds this time, I'm not concerned about it because mm-hmm. we stain them well i stain them a dark color so i'm not concerned about the heat attracting abilities and all we need to do is cover things with tarp because nothing's big enough that if we do have another cold snap in the next you know however long that i can't just put a stake down somewhere and just put a tarp over it like every everything will be fine yeah. and we have dark enough tarps literally the only one that i'm that i'd have to actually like tarp up legitimately with like um the plastic they use for greenhouses or whatever is the tomatoes because um they're just they're more sensitive and they do need that sunlight over the you know however long it is going to be like that but i'm literally at that point now where it's about to be that all the things that i'm starting inside are going to start going outside every day you know nice. being brought in at night if it drops below 65 which it literally isn't often enough like there's you know we're we're staying pretty much above 60 and like we have one, uh, like two day period where our high in the day is like sixty three and to sixty five,
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: the lows go down to, um, it's like th- they're right they keep bouncing back and forth between thirty eight and like forty two. Okay. So no matter what, it's still not thirty six. So it's not even like damaging temperatures, and it's you know, uh, so it's just. We're, I'm concerned for the tomatoes. The peppers are going to come inside. That's why I haven't put them outside because Mm -hmm. they don't stand temperatures below, you know, 50 without getting upset. So those, those I'm not going to put in the ground until the last frost date has officially passed. And they're fine because they grow so slowly. I'm not concerned about it. Um, But. Yeah, the tomatoes, they, they're they unhappy when they don't have consistently above 55 degree nights. But that's just, it's unrealistic out here. Because once it's consistently above 55 degrees at night, it's already 90 during the day. Yeah. So it's just, it it's not worth it. Everybody else is like, oh yeah, no, I just got my peas in the ground. And I'm doing, I'm like, my peas have been in the ground since January. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now they're, you know, three inches tall. And they're about to, you know, get to that point where they're going to take off because it's consistently even when it's warm right now it's still cloudy it's not raining Mm -hmm. so it's like the perfect temperature right now for everything to be outside and get acclimated so if we do have a dip below temperature you know it's great it's perfectly fine just throw a tarp over it and it'll be okay all right so, like, this, you know, everybody's upset because it's like, oh, man, the last thing you want to see, all of our, you know, fruit trees and flowering trees are flowering and they're fruiting. And this is always what happens. And we have some last cold snap and everything dies and it takes so much longer for it to come back. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, for trees, if you have a fruit tree, you know, I feel really bad for you because that's literally like that's the worst. It's so hard to protect a fruit tree when it starts, you know, fruiting and then you d- dip below freezing. It's just it's it, it, it sucks but for every other crop that you can just, you know, tarp up, put a bucket over, whatever it is, they're mm-hmm. they're going to be OK. Like it's not we're not in the middle of January anymore. If it if it dumps, if it, we get a temperature below freezing, it's going to be below freezing for maybe an hour. Yeah. So if we get a 32 degree day, I will be so like surprised and I like I don't I wouldn't know what to do. I would be like, you know what, this is, <laughs> but we've never had that. That is mm-hmm. not logical. Every single year, even just last year, the people are posting all of the, you know, differences between temperatures and days and everything. And we got the snow, you know, the last two years and how the snow happened in mid February. But then after that, everything was warm and mm-hmm. people are forgetting that. And it's like, so we got our last freeze just a couple of weeks earlier. And everybody's just pretending to be like, oh no, that's not, that's not how it works. No what happens?
0: Yeah. I do find it funny how Alzheimer's just, selectively hits people <laughs> when it comes yeah. to weather it's like really you know there's an app you can actually have there's
1: so many apps and websites
0: so yeah i just i find it amazing people are like wait what it's like uh, okay okay so huh but you gotta love it so and good morning welcome to the stupid podcast on everything where i'm joey and i'm kiki and we talk about everything and nothing all at the same time So today is Monday, it's February 27th. We only got one day left in this month, so Mm -hmm. we're about to happily be behind on all of our bills again, (laughs) because, you know, that's just the way life goes. Our weekend was absolute garbage. We stuck around, uh, had um, Amy stuck around in uh, Southern Texas, trying to get another LTL. Guys were, oh, we're going to get it, we'll get it, we'll get it for sure, we'll get it for sure, you know. if, If we don't have it by 10 or 11, you can head out, and I'm like... And then noon rolled around. I told Amy, just go, just go. And then they were like, oh, sorry, man. We looked for five hours. I couldn't find anything. I'm like, yeah, you good. I found them. I saw them. I looked at them. You're, you're full of it. You literally are doing other stuff. And so, okay. So, yeah, they're days. The days are, are counting down as far as I'm concerned because I'm, I'm done with this crap. But it is what it is. So, you know, didn't make our numbers again is what that works out to. And, uh, I'm just like, that's fine. You know, we're not spending money right now. We're keeping everything nice and budgety tight. Literally didn't leave the house today so that I wouldn't spend money. (laughs) So, um, and, uh, so that's, that's kind of a good thing, but it is what it is. You know, I mean, life is just, you, you gotta take the good and you gotta take the bad and, uh, you know, just, I mean, there's nothing else I can really say or do about it. It's just the way the crap is right now. So So we can't begin to express how excited we are that you all have joined us and that you're joining us because our numbers are just growing and it's just astronomical to us. We just couldn't believe or fathom that we were growing this fast, um, you know. And so we wanted to take for our newer listeners and we wanted to give you just a little insight to us where um, I am about to... Uh, Changed decades, <laughs> and uh, I grew up in a very abusive environment. Physically, just every everything you could imagine. I was raped at six. Um, went through a lot of different stuff. When I was, my mother was manic bipolar, and when I turned eighteen, she kicked me right out of the house, handed me a laundry basket full of my dirty clothes, and said, "Never want to see me again." I lived on the streets. I was homeless. I found a spot where I could sleep in between um, some bushes in a library that uh, the sprinklers weren't hitting. It gave me some privacy because back then you didn't have homeless camps. You literally had the police breaking you, breaking it up and arresting you if you were homeless. So I was I pulled myself literally up from that, paid my own way through school, worked uh, double jobs, had as many uh, <laughs> Things as I could to make money, and I was uh, interning and everything else that I that I could possibly do, and eventually worked myself up to getting my degree in marketing, starting my own business, buying a print shop out. Um, 2005, I won the entrepreneurial success award for Northern California. I've been printed and published in multiple magazines and excerpts. Um, I was a keynote speaker for the Three Two One Grow seminar, which was a uh, national marketing seminar. Um, so I was pretty excited about that. I, they called me in to do one in California because their normal spokesperson was sick. And for that, they actually invited me all over California. And so I did that. Um, I was working at pursuing a career at Apple as a tech marketer when something that I had invented, which was tech related, became a reality, more of a reality. And so I had a choice and so I chose to walk away from Apple, um, and, uh, going to the holding period. And while I was in the holding period, I needed to make money, started driving a truck um, because I couldn't do anything marketing related because that's the way everybody knows in that industry. That's, you know, what non-competes are. So, and uh, we moved from California to Texas and yeah. So now I am doing this <laughs> and marketing for uh, three different businesses right now. So,
1: well, I'm nowhere near as cool or long as that. Cause my life, compared to yours, doesn't have anywhere near as you know any kind of level of trauma or traumatic experience. That's okay. It's a
0: contest. I'm happy that you don't get to win.
1: <laughs> but uh, no, I I had a relatively simple life. I had you know three siblings that turned into five siblings and. Ended up with you know divor- divorced parents, so two different households, whatever, and you know, I'm, I'm I'm pretty pretty okay mm-hmm. <laughs> for you know all of the things that that did happen. Um, but I I am a high school dropout in senior year, halfway through the year, couldn't do it anymore. Just decided I would get my GED, and originally had plans to go to college, but the more and more that I see about people that do go and you know spend that much time it's it's not it, it's gone from something that's been important to you know have a life to something that it's not important to do the things that you want to do all the time unless there's something like you know a doctor or something like that that you teacher that you want to be that you know you need the schooling for I am thinking about you know, taking online courses over a spread out amount of time kind of thing. Like I don't need mm-hmm. that. So I still haven't. Um, and I enjoy being at home. <laughs> I'm about to be 22. And uh, I, I'd say that I have some pretty pretty cool life experience, especially compared to the other kids my age. <laughs> They're not mm-hmm. doing a whole lot. They're, you know, everybody's just now Gaining leaving. Weight. Yeah. But everybody's <laughs> just now leaving college and Mm -hmm. they don't know what to do i'm watching everybody go back to these boring little not high paying jobs for all the things and dreams that everybody had so it's very weird like yeah i don't have some crazy job or some crazy life but i i think that i i do some some pretty cool things and i'm fairly happy compared to most people my age so i enjoy you know baking and cooking and gardening and all the things that have to do with, you know, staying at home and being self-sufficient. So who knows? It'll probably change because I uh, change everything I want to do a million and one times. This gardening thing has been the longest <laughs> since you've known me, mm-hmm. uh, a hobby that I've actually kept. So, you know, but I, I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket because I still don't believe that I'm ever going to stick to something <laughs> for long enough that it'll actually, like, mean something because i just i don't know i don't have i feel like i don't have enough of a drive to find something and stick with it i like literally it it amazes me every day that i'm still gardening because Mm -hmm. (laughs) everything else that i pick up i i put it back down within a couple of months so i'm I'm not that's literally that's it i don't (laughs) i don't have (laughs) anything else
0: yeah i've i've marketed um i'm a real marketer and not these people online that want to uh basically say they're marketers, but they're nothing more than salespeople. I'll tell you straight out. If somebody tells you they're a marketer, just, you know what, ask them their credentials first. That's the first thing that you do. Um, but I've done marketing for literally hundreds of businesses. I, I, I could say that it's over a thousand. Honestly, if I really sat down and did the numbers, um, I enjoy marketing. I love what I do. I love, The business experiences and everything I have Because I've been through a lot But I have some great stories because of it And you know that's that's where that is So you know again we're grateful you joined us We're on episode 100 and something now It's pretty awesome Mm -hmm. right Um, Don't listen to our first Like 10 episodes If If you decide to go back don't do it Don't do it. Don't do it now because we've said to do it. Don't do it. Seriously, the audio quality was horrible. We were trying to figure everything out. We just wanted to leave those on there as a reminder of how far we've actually come. (laughs) You know, our mornings, we generally have just a nice uh, discussion. And we also talk about what national day it is and just things that are going on, if they're important. And then our afternoon dive. Um, or afternoon drive, I should say. Um, we literally talk about different things every day of the week and we really enjoy what we do and, and we hope you do too. So thank you so much. We also have our link tree that has a, you know access to all of our social media mm-hmm. and we are working and growing that as we go. Like I said, we weren't expecting to grow this fast. So I'm playing a little bit of catch up right now. (laughs) So with that, we do have a couple of national days today and one that is specifically attacks me or is close to me. I should say, because, uh, um, we both, we both got the, we both got the pandemic. It got us, it got us both. And, um, for the job that I had, I was running um, the vaccine for a specific company and was the one of only a handful of drivers that, that got it. And they wouldn't let us get vaccinated, whether or not you wanted to or not, it didn't matter. They wouldn't let us because it was too experimental and they didn't want to risk anything happening to us. And so in that, caught it and then um, got parosmia. And parosmia, if, for those of you who don't know, it literally makes things taste like sewage. There's no other way to describe it. It tastes like a rotted animal smells and I came home one day and uh, put on noxzema and went what is wrong with this noxzema bought another uh, jar of noxzema and it smelled the same and then looked it up and realized that that's what I had and that has switched out and has become now anosmia and uh, today is national anosmia day so Mm -hmm. would you like to tell everybody about it
1: sure Anosmia Awareness Day on February 27th brings attention to a condition causing a loss of smell. Of all our senses, smell perhaps is taken for granted more than any other. There are many causes of anosmia. The most common reasons are due to upper respiratory or sinus-slash-nasal infections or diseases. We've all experienced a cold or allergy that's temporarily prevented us from smelling. However, other conditions cause a permanent or long-term loss of the sense. When anosmia symptoms are prolonged or lifelong, many anosmics do not get to enjoy the flavor of foods, the scent of an infant, or use the the sense of smell as an early warning system for danger. Our olfactory sense has a powerful effect on memories and emotions. When we lose this sense, the impact is terrific. Anosmia Awareness Day provides an opportunity to learn about the condition and where to go for support. So to observe Anosmia Awareness Day, learn more about anosmia by reading. We recommend season to taste how I lost my sense of smell and found my way uh, by Molly Birnbaum and A World Without Smells by Lars Lundvist. I don't know <laughs> if I said that right. Uh, explore your world and the smells in it. What would it be like without those odors? Smoke, mold, and sweat serve as warning signals to us. Other smells play positive roles of our, in our lives. What are they and how would, they, how would losing them impact your life? Share your experiences with loss of smell and learn more about anosmia and how to find treatment. Visit anosmiaawareness.org resources across the country support those with anosmia
0: yeah and there's a couple of Facebook groups well there's several Facebook groups uh, for both parosmia and anosmia and I've been calling anosmia wrong and I just I get to that point where I just didn't care because <laughs> I, you know it, it's enough because I'm a chef you know my economics credits came from the California Culinary Academy in San Francisco um, before it became Le Cordon Bleu and You know, I live for food, and I'm having to cook food now from mostly memory, and that's a struggle to me because I love cooking good food. I love cooking for people. I love, you know, I I can't imagine a life where I wasn't able to cook food. Like I, people talk about like the the worst thing you think about going to jail or prison and things like that. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I'm like not being able to cook would be, would be the biggest thing for me. Um, when I was in the reserves, I almost volunteered for KP, you know, I, I almost, I almost got, um, I almost got my MOS as a, as a cook or a line cook or a kitchen worker. You know, it was, it was something along those lines and everybody told me don't do it because you know, that's, you're not gonna have a career as that. So, and you know, this is back before there were were chefs were chefs are rock stars now. Right. I mean, Gordon mm-hmm. Ramsay's a rock star. There's so many people that you like. You just you know them by their names. And it's like and that did not exist back when I was young. <laughs> so so it's, it's crazy the way it is now. And uh, I, I, I think I, I wish I pursued it, but I'm, I'm glad the way I went because I like being able to market for restaurants versus running a restaurant because I hate customers. So and that's one of the biggest things that I like about marketing is that I deal with business owners, not end consumers. Right. Mm-hmm. But anosmia has been it's a nightmare. I mean, imagine, you know, y- you're used to tasting food as you go along to know what it is. Now I just I gave up. I just don't taste it anymore. I'm I'm fortunate enough that I would say, what, 95 percent of what I cook still comes out pretty good.
1: I don't know a, sir- a single thing that you've made. That didn't turn out good. Well,
0: the corned beef brisket was a little too salty, but, but that's that's curing, so that's. A <laughs> I was to yeah. say that
1: doesn't count. <laughs>
0: yeah, I you know I I you just sit I'm down trying to
1: make us a meal. It, mm-hmm. None of that has been not good, so yeah, that, I don't.
0: That chicken and the the orzo pasta with the spinach mm-hmm. and, uh, so I, yeah, that was that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I and, and I can taste some things. I just they're muted it's like somebody turned the volume down to like two and it's just it's hard it's really hard you know it's it it makes experimentation dangerous for me because i'm like I, i'm sticking with the ingredients that i'm more used to because going outside of that and and going into different types of dishes um becomes scary because then how much of this ingredient do i add how much of that ingredient do i add and so I just try not to make things bland and I try to make them flavorful and I try, you know, technique, I'm generally pretty good. I can cook a medium rare steak to medium rare and I can cheat or do it, you know, on a pan. It doesn't matter. And I get a good sear on my steak. So, you know, I technique, I'm fine. It's just, it's horrible. And, and the thing is, is here's what's crazy about this, just so you know, um, 10 years ago, I had found out that, uh, Amy's parents had basically lost their sense of smell almost mutually. So, no idea. Maybe they got something because finding out more that it seems like it was from SARS, which is a coronavirus or was a coronavirus, right? Um, and finding out that they got it from there. And I remember saying 10 years ago, I'm like, I can't imagine a world where I can't taste things. I would probably kill myself. <laughs> That's literally what I said. And I was like, and now here I am. And yeah, yeah. Anyway. But if you know somebody and they tell you that they have anosmia or they have parosmia or they have problems, a lot of people don't even know they have it. That's Mm -hmm. what's crazy to me is people just think, huh, this just tastes different now. It's like if if something tastes different to you and, you know, you're an adult, not not talking about like when you're a kid, you didn't like mushrooms and now you're an adult and you can't get enough of them type things. If suddenly things don't taste right, you know, get yourself checked out. You never know. And if you know anybody with it, just have empathy for them because it sucks because the foods that I can taste are the foods that are the worst for me. I can taste ice cream. I can taste, you know, sugary foods and I, I'm not eating sugary foods. So yeah, that's just uh, a bad thing. So anyway, let's uh, go on to our next day, which is a little bit lighter. What is our next national day today?
1: It's National Kalua Day. So, National Kahlua Day on February 27th recognizes the rich cream coffee liqueur that also serves up a great many delicious desserts. This alcoholic beverage adds to cocktails and adult-flavored desserts equally well. That's like the worst way to word that. Adult-flavored desserts. Yeah. (laughs) I get it. You you don't give things like this to your kids. (laughs) But you don't need to say adult-flavored because that doesn't sound right. (laughs) <laughs> to celebrate, you may For want to For the cannibal in everybody? No. <laughs> to celebrate, you may want to use Kahlua, a coffee-flavored rum-based liquor, to flavor your ice cream or another dessert, such as cheesecake or cake. It also tastes great in coffee, hot chocolate, creamy cocktails, as a shot, or on the rocks. And uh, there's another name, Pedro Domecq? I'm going to assume, okay. began producing Kalua in 1936. In 1994, the company merged with Allied Lyons, Lions, Lions. I don't know, forming Allied Demek. Mm-hmm. In 2005, Allied Demec was partially acquired by Pernod Ricard, which merged with a Swedish Vin and Sprit V&S group in March of 2008. That's a lot of lot of names. Kahlua is made from coffee and rum, so it does contain caffeine. Kahlua is found to be used in a few notable cocktails, including the following. Mm B-52, Baby Guinness, Black Russian, Mm -hmm. Mudslide, Mm -hmm. White Russian, Mm -hmm. Espresso Martini, and the Caribbean Mudslide.
0: I've had every single one of those. (laughs) You
1: love Kahlua. I
0: absolutely love (laughs) Kahlua. I'm smiling ear to ear because it is one of the things that I can still taste. (laughs) And Kahlua is, and I've used Kahlua in cooking. I've used Kahlua you know, and and it, you want to get me to make a dessert? Yeah, that's that's where. Hey, I just remembered that somewhere around this house, I got a tiramisu somewhere. I gotta find that. Anyway, but I I I have made a tiramisu and used Kahlua um, for it, and it was absolutely amazing. So I'm sorry, that's why I just thought about that suddenly. I'm like, wait a second. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kahlua is my. Hands down, it is my favorite liqueur that I go back to over and over and over again. I'll, I'll, I can't think of a time where I've been like, Kahlua. (laughs) As a matter of fact, um, and I'll say this, one of the things that I did to get off the streets was I was running drugs and, uh, you know, I, I I should probably say I was running non-legal pharmaceuticals. (laughs) And, uh, that actually started because the first time I'd gone down to Mexico with some friends of mine, um, we were getting bottles of Kahlua for like a quarter of the price that they cost up here. And I had a motorcycle that somebody, some idiot had put a radiator on, um, because there was no point to it. So it was purely aesthetic, but I realized that if I popped off the radiator, I could fit eight bottles of Kahlua in that thing and, uh, just wrap them in blankets. So they weren't rattling. And then I didn't have to pay, um, to bring them into the country so i didn't have to pay anything for it and uh yeah so my 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 uh, non-licensed pharmaceutical transportation days began with uh kalua <laughs> so yeah kalua's got a, a strong tie in my life
1: so to celebrate um bake with kalua flavor kalua lends a delicious and rich flavor to desserts of all kinds serve up a beverage or two as well And invite some friends who enjoy a Kahlua cocktail with you. Mm -hmm. Remember, please always drink responsibly Mm -hmm. and never drink and drive. That's stupid. Yeah,
0: I will also tell you that if you ever get in the mood to make frozen pudding pops, uh, Kahlua is a great flavoring for it and it makes great um, adult uh, pudding and pudding pops. So instead of using milk or water if you're using it whichever you're using just utilize Kahlua or a mixture of Kahlua and milk (laughs) so depending on how hard you want to hit and then you can put it into popsicle forms and freeze that and then have uh pudding pops (laughs) that are strictly you know whatever the legal age of limit is in your state yeah right um and uh enjoy it so and with uh summer right around the corner and knowing how hot it gets out here yeah I'm 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 definitely going to be down for that. You can also, Kahlua is one of those great things that um, you can add kalua and freeze it pretty well. It freezes pretty solid. Um, so you can use it as ice cubes in your drinks. Hmm. And so uh, without watering them down over time. So it's a, it's a good way to go. You got to get them really cold, but we have a sub-zero freezer. So um, I don't know. You know what temperature normally got to get to, but it will freeze. I do know that. I've done it. I've done it on accident too. <laughs> so, yeah, Kahlua's Kahlua's great. <laughs> <laughs> Ways to celebrate have Kahlua, <laughs> so, and, and we're not sponsored by Kahlua or anything no. like that, but what is, is, is that your favorite liqueur, or what is your favorite liqueur right now? What is your liqueur of the month right now? Because you okay. seem to, you switch around pretty regularly.
1: Well, I don't, what even defines a liqueur?
0: The biggest difference between, like, a regular alcohol and a liqueur is the amount of sugar in it, so the sweetness that you're going to be getting from a liqueur, so... Um, whether it is Irish cream or limoncello, or in our case, we're talking about Kahlua. Um, those liqueurs are generally, you know, sweeter and base. There's something that you can drink on their own. You don't necessarily need to pop them like a shot type situation where distilled, um, alcohols are, they fall within your whiskeys, your vodkas, you know, your tequilas, things like that. So uh, the big difference.
1: Okay, then probably the Midori, because I found the one drink that's really good, Mm -hmm. but it's just, it's really tasty on its own. It is, and it's super sweet, and so I love it, and it's been what I have been drinking when I've wanted something, you know, stronger. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) Midori.
0: Yeah, no, Midori Midori is good. Yeah, I'm not even going to (laughs) argue that Midori is is good it is funny that you know so many people don't realize that it's a melon liqueur you know people mm-hmm. think it's lime or something like that because of the color but you know i yeah I, I i love liqueurs and you know i love having a full stock bar too so and the funny thing is, is i don't really drink a lot of it right now but i still like to keep it up and keep everything as as stocked for us as possible. Always finding new drinks. And you guys got me for uh, Christmas that the bartender's book and you know, you've been using it <laughs> more, more, I think than yeah, anybody I got else. You a whole bar, bartender's,
1: yeah. you know, set. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: y- did you use it when you made the, um, I've used it several times.
0: Oh yeah. I've used it. I've used it several times. It's just that um, lately because I've been on the push losing the weight that I've been, you know, trying to lose. Um, I just haven't, um, made a lot of drinks. So, you know, it's just, just kind of where it is, like, because alcohol is the fastest way to get calories into you. (laughs) So, you know, there's there, then, and the ones that are low calorie, boy, my parosmia does not like those at all. The seltzers just, just about kill me back. So yeah, it's not a, not a good thing. (laughs) So, but with that, thank you so much for joining us this morning and uh, as always please go to our social media and interact with us we love it we'll be back this afternoon for our afternoon dive and you know if you have any questions or comments reach out let us know and once again I've been Joey and I'm Kiki and we just want to remind you that which does not kill you just needs a drink sometimes peace out with your peace out